Hello friends, this is Lou from the future. I just got a little public service announcement, a little PSA for you. This podcast was the shakedown test of our new mic and recording equipment. Uh, For some reason, the microphone only recorded in mono, an issue that I have since resolved because I am actually recording this Uh, PSA using the same equipment, but now it's coming through in stereo. So that's just something to look out for. Still a work in progress. Um, Enjoy. Bon appétit. And now, the long, hot summer. It is very hot, hot, hot. Everyone, Trash South Street. Trash South Street. We have a, a brand new mic. Yeah. I should get you some money for it. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see if it works. Yeah. Technically, I have nice. two nice. brand new mics Ooh. and two stands. Cool, cool. Because. What company? Audio Teca, I think, is the mic. After 80 podcasts, this is Podcast 80. Yeah, upgraded the equipment, even though I've had the equipment probably six weeks. <laughs> and it's a Focusrite Scarlet modulator it's very nice and yeah a microphone and the only thing i regret is i thought that this focus right unit would be able to accommodate two microphones as i was led to believe and it cannot but yeah we'll see how this sounds if it's a little weird it's Mm -hmm. because of lou yes (laughs) not because of me yeah totally because of jamie so yeah um it's south street it's hot it's like a fucking tennessee williams novel out there right now it's, oh, it's earlier not, it was it's, it's very i ran so i ran two and a half miles at like 2 30 oh because well, i'm fucking special i was yeah you are you know you after know, i boxed for 55 minutes yeah. you know what i was doing at 2 30 what drinking uh no of uh, around three o'clock well, I took well, a shit. did you take your walking patoot drinking a mint julep while <laughs> while paul newman pines for his homosexual lover <laughs> and people are having incestuous sex mm. and then getting lobotomies Crazy. And the bayou, and everyone is racist to some extent or another. So it looks I'm like sure. Normal days. <laughs> uh, no, but um, yeah, it's uh, Trash House Street. Yeah, it's uh, July eighteenth. Eighteenth, two thousand and twenty. Yeah, we were. How was your fourth? Before I don't. It all. Yeah. I went to the shore the week after, yeah. or the, a couple days after. Yeah. So let me tell you about my shore excursion. All right. Yes. It was fine. That's the week it stormed really bad with the hail and stuff. Here. Beaches were fine. I heard the beaches were loaded. I came the Monday after um, Fourth of July weekend. Mm-hmm. So beaches were fine. Everyone was social distancing apart from each other. It was very enjoyable. It wasn't loaded. So I get, um, I usually get two types of coffee. I get uh, Hobo Eds yeah. and I get Ocean City Coffee Company. So I didn't feel like going really early in the morning to get my coffee, my bags of coffee. So I'm like, yeah. you know what? The boardwalk ones are still open. It's like 9th in the boardwalk or 9th Street in the boardwalk um, so I'm like I'll go and just get it now and just get it out of the way so you know I got a pretty close spot the person just left so they had like 40 minutes on the meter mm. I was like score put my mask on and it was like apocalypse now. it was just like a ton of fucking people and maybe half with masks on wow. and these two guys are just giving me dirty looks these like yeah. bikers they're like look at that sucker yeah. with their mask on I don't know it kind of pissed me off <laughs> 
Um, Ocean City Coffee Company itself was fine. You needed a mask to enter. I pretty yeah. much got my coffee and split out. And um, yeah, but I am like, I will not go to the boardwalk. It just it's awful. Especially like you look at the rides. Yeah. And everyone's screaming, and you probably just go right through their screaming. Well, they COVID say Corona pot. Uh, well, do you see? They say that um, they were cleaning though. Give them. A- yeah, they say when people run by you, they basically leave a 30-foot calm trail mm-hmm. of infection. And no one uses a fucking... Uh, ooh, we got the hiccups. Get it out of the way early. No one uses a mask on the trail. I have one around me. I've been using a buff, or and then I'll just mm-hmm. put it up if I see other people yeah. with masks. I did run on the boardwalk early in the morning, and that wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. A lot of bikes, but everyone was kind of distanced. But yeah, at night, mm-hmm. ugh, ugh. Mm-hmm. No, thank you. No, thank No bueno. And now all the schools are up in the air. Um, yeah. I am back in nursing school, so I start in September. Mm. Um, that's going to be weird. I, did I tell you I saw my schedule? No, I don't so think this is new. I go Wednesday and Friday. I don't mm. go-go. Apparently on Wednesday, that I lecture in a seminar. And all right. I guess it's all online. I don't know if you have to be there at the same time for the lecture. You can do that at your will or whatever. Mm-hmm. I would guess the seminar you'd have to attend at that time. But it, yeah, I have no idea. And then I actually have to be on campus on Oh wow. Yeah, on, wow. Uh, on Friday for lab for like mm. three hours. So we're not 100% we're getting clinicals, I would say. We are mm. not, though. I see. So that's going to be very interesting. Yeah. Well, and like school's up in the air. The yeah, school. it depends. It's Well, I'm not sending Victor to school if it's full. Because you have to yeah. wear a mask all day. And mm-hmm. I'm not against masks, but to ask a six, six or seven-year-old to mm-hmm. wear a mask all day is kind of tough. I like the hybrid. They go to school two days, and then they do like three days yeah. at home. And I think that's not mm. bad. And then it's all online. If that's oh. the, the, It's either go or online, pretty much. So I was talking to somebody um, who has like a kid, actually, like a six-year-old going into first. And she was saying that they have a very similar thing in her um, They're all probably about district. The but she's like, but then we're probably all going to be back at home full time by October. So Yeah. So it's like hard to say. Yeah. I, I want him to, I think that the two days a week, at least he's getting some mm-hmm. socialization in. Yeah. And because there's not as many kids there, they don't have to wear masks. They have to wear masks when they enter the building and leave. And let's mm-hmm. say they're walking to the bathroom or something yeah. else, they have to put on a mask. That's yeah. not bad. I don't mind that. So mm. the world we live in. <laughs> The more you know. The more you know. Mm-hmm. So, uh, have you been to any concerts lately? Yeah, in my head, I'm like... Doo, 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 Did doo, you see doo, the uh, doo, 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 guy, not Perry Farrell, uh, Farrell, the, one of the guys that created um, Lollapalooza said, like, don't expect any live music till almost, like, 2022. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm. I believe it. It's going to be interesting next year to see what people do. Well, aside from the fact you see, like, a lot of the independent music venues are really worried about just going under... A lot of them are. I mean, the one I know Union Transfer was in a lot of trouble. Yeah. Um, well, I think time. like that, like Electric Factor, like those are gonna have trouble. Like, yeah. Kung Fu Necktie might be able to make it just because they're mm-hmm. a bar anyway. Yeah. And then like you could have, I guess, live music, but like you'd have to limit it to like twenty five people or something. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know, and I don't trust people to for behave. your safety and behave and to cap off that number, you know. But I don't mm. know. I don't know what it's gonna be. Huh. Another day. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, music's going to be interesting. Nick Cave is doing that virtual concert. I did, I did hear that. Monday, it's what, the 18th now? Yes. Like, Tuesday, it's weird, but I guess it's to account for... Did you just fart? No. I honestly didn't. <laughs> Did you just fart? 
I've I've only farted twice in my life. Oh, On the okay. day I was born. Oh. And just then. And. <laughs> and five seconds. Ago. And five seconds. No, I didn't fart. I haven't farted today. Okay. That's, I don't believe you. Other than making a poop. Okay. That doesn't count. So I heard you <laughs> fell on the trail. What? I heard you. Oh, that, yeah. So speaking of poop, and you're talking, and I'm like, I have a story related to some sort of scatological theme, and I can't remember. But yeah, I was on the trail the other day, and I decided to go down a riverbank because I had to micturate. Mm. This science word for piss. Mm. And it was muddy. It was after the rain, but it wasn't too far after the rain. And a slid uh, twisted my knee, fell on my butt, got mud everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> it was really mud. But, yep. um, and that weird, there was mud in your underwear, too. And it smelled but, like poop. Um, I got a show for you, by the way. Anyway. Um, Who put this mud in my, my ass So, <laughs> in like... Did I, you like, pee your pants? No, I didn't pee, but <laughs> wait for it. And by the way, getting back up, fell again, because it was pretty slippery. Finally made it up, went for my walk. Thought I had gotten enough of the dirt off that I was okay, and I had to run into Target. Oh, God. And I did. I come back home, and I take off my pants. It really did look like I had fucking <laughs> shit them. It was like, I was like, oh, well, I got no pride. That's awesome. That's where I've hit that age of my life. Um, Look at that man. He shit himself. Yeah. What's oh, wrong you with know that what? Guy? These people probably stayed six feet away from me. Yeah, that was, it was a defensive measure. So speaking of music. Yeah. Do you want me to go first? Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Go. Why not? I think I'm going to do the one I kind of just sent you the other. Not sent you. I just told the, you I was going to do it. Yeah. Called, uh, this band called Punitive Damage. Mm, I did listen. They have an EP coming out called We Don't Forget. It's on Con- uh, Convulse, Convulsion, Convulse Records. I'm totally butchered that. Mm-hmm. Um, the lead singer is Stephanie. She is actually um, in a few different bands. She plays, I think, drums or bass or something in um, Regional Justice Center. Oh, all right. Uh, we've uh, done And she's in some shoegazing band. It's Snow something. I forget exactly uh-huh. what it's called. But this is uh, Punitive Damage, and it's their second release, and they are out of Vancouver, British Columbia. Mm. Um, she said, that, or like what I've read, that their influencers are, because they're Canadian, um, band called Force Fed, which I'm not really um, familiar with, and Career Suicide, which is Canadian. All right. And apparently Steph's dad grew up in like a... In, in the Soviet Union, like one of like maybe Yugoslavia, like, like one some of the, satellite country. Yeah, or something. it's one of the satellites. So I guess she has like that mother Lasha kind of going through mm-hmm. her uh, lyrics like that background. Yeah. So anyway, um, it starts off with baited, very angry, hardcore punk. Um, as I said, she's the Steph's just the the female vocalist, and it's very angry in your face. It's like a minute and some long. Mm-hmm. Smug Rat is the second song about phony ass people. Um, I like there's like a lyric about like you and your AC yeah. I just thought it was funny. Very angry. You can hear the bass line a little more. It's a little more prominent. And Imposter is a third song. Straight up hardcore punk. When I looked up like an interview on No Echo with her, apparently there's like three more songs on this, which is their demo. And oh. it's literally like all the songs are like 51 seconds more. Oh, kind of that yeah. straightforward, angry, in your face. Like I, I like that type of stuff. I'm uh-huh. going through like a lot of female vocal fronted. Yeah. Um, hardcore right now so anyway i love it i really like this band i'm excited to get i I ordered the record Mm -hmm. i'm excited for them to put more music out she seems like a pretty cool uh, front woman and like she's into a whole bunch Mm -hmm. of different things and i like that kind of has like a punk influence to it reminds me torso a little bit all right that um 
So yeah, it's just kind of like late '90s hardcore punk. It like screams it, screaming in your face. I, I really yeah. like it. Um, it's, as I said, it's not. I knew it really wouldn't be super up your alley, but um, I gave it a quick listen. I kind of forgot about it till like yeah. two hours ago. It's very angry, but um, yeah. I like it. Good right. stuff. Punitive damage. Nice. My first band is We Choose Forever. Yes. Um, the album is True Love. And this was released on July 2nd. I have some interesting info on I this think game. I probably have the same info at this <laughs> okay. point. So We Choose Forever uh, contacted us through our trash gmail.com email. I listened to the album. I really like the album. I do too. I was like, yeah, we're going to talk about the album this episode. It'll probably come out in like a month. Yeah. And of course, this is Dark Dreamy Love Songs Detached from Reality Played to the Night Lost in Your Mind. Ooh. The hazed out weekend of love you can hardly remember but never truly forget. We drink to the love you have left, the one you have, and for those who may still come. Yeah, we totally have the same song. Yeah, and that was pretty apropos mm-hmm. to the album. And of course, We Choose Forever is comprised of members who played in the Philly underground scene and are now bound together together by their love of post-punk music. That is from their band camp, yeah. which is where I listen to them. They're also on SoundCloud, among others. And, of course, what Jamie has sort of alluded to is maybe one of the members. Well, okay, this is how I stumbled them. Like, who are these people? Mm-hmm. So they didn't list them by name. Yeah. They just said from Dying, Cougars. Uh, when I saw the, the Noid and Best Death Ever, yeah. I, I didn't know who it is. I, mm-hmm. I was like, who the fuck is here? these people? I'm thinking yeah. Lane. I'm like, maybe uh-huh. Lane's playing drums for somebody? Mm-hmm. And then I look, I'm like, oh, it's Dave Matter. So, yeah, it's... Um, so, hi, Dave. In the band is uh, Hi, Dave. Uh, Kyle Nagel. Formerly mm-hmm. of I Can't Forgive, Dying in The Cougars. Mm-hmm. And currently in Grave Blankets. And also releases music under the name K. Hamilton Nagel. See, I don't, like, I've seen him around. I don't know him personally. I'm not sure, yeah. Uh, Steve Weingard. Mm-hmm. Um, also in All Else Failed, Hold Down the Ocean, and yeah. Grave Blankets. And of course, Dave Bath- Mather. Formerly of I Can't Forgive, Dying, The Noid, and Best Death Ever, who, of course, does our theme music. Does our theme music. <laughs> But yeah, I thought that was funny. I'm like, best death ever. I'm like, who the hell is in this? Um, but yeah, the um, what's his name, Steve. All those fails like a pretty, pretty big band. Yeah. And uh, I was gonna review uh, Hold Down the Ocean. I have their 10 inch mm-hmm. that I got from um, yeah. a record store. It's pretty decent. Um, so. So this album is like a. It's a. I would say a post dark wave album. Just imagine where smoking your cloves and. Wearing your black lipstick, but before the goth movement really became fucking obnoxious. Yeah, yeah. So in those early when, days... When the, when the goths were cool. This album sounds a little better, a little louder, for some reason. It's a good album. I really liked it. I really like it. Like, it's that dark wave, gothy, all... Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a little... It's different. I like um, the guitar work. It's just... Yeah, I really yeah it's like, like very layered sounds. Mm-hmm. Um, dynamic, interesting. They're all... Love songs or songs on some sort of theme of yeah, love. I was wondering who did the female vocals. There was a female. Yeah, I went to look for that. So uh, it opens with Your Anecdotal Life, which is sort of the slow Joy Division song, yeah. basically. Then moves into Disconnected, Just Hold the Line, which is the mover and the shaker. It's a lot more dynamic. has a lot more of a, a Bauhaus thing going on. Mm-hmm. And this seems to be about a fight. Okay. Collapse, which is the one with the female vocalist. Uh, it has this very surreal aspect to it. The male vocals are very industrial, which mm-hmm. of course makes sense because, you know, that sort of grew out of that movement. Yeah. I like his vocal style too. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Uh, it's a bit of a downer. It's a breakup song. There's this feeling of detachment. 
And of course, the female vocalist. Mm-hmm. It's a pleasant surprise, like finding a a Vicodin in your parfait. <laughs> I guess I don't know. I um, we are not what we become, which is another very layered song. Probably lyrically, my favorite song. Cool. And I really love the uh, the guitar fill in that one. Yeah, as I said, I really like the guitar work through. Yeah, and all these songs, and then finally, uh, we'll say Carly. Which is a love song, but that really doesn't do it justice because, mm-hmm. like, it's amazing. It's sort of the thesis statement on everything this album's about. Um, you know, the layered sound, the boomerangy and metallic guitar sounds in all the good ways. It's very smart lyrics and it encapsulates a very specific lo- emotion, mm-hmm. which is sort of, you know, bow chicka bow bow a little bit. It's about being <laughs> so in love with somebody and just inviting the world and yeah i really liked this a lot yeah um, i really enjoyed it um i wish i would have listened to this first as mm-hmm. i listened to deep tissue first yeah so it was kind of like a little when i first put it on i only listened to like the first couple songs mm-hmm. i'm like i need a break i've listened to this yeah. like a little too much and then i i researched it again the next morning mm-hmm. or the next day and i was like i put it on I'm like this is really so, good not the deep tissue yeah like, it was so all three artists i did are from philly yes i know so chose them all well, other than uh, We Choose Forever, which, you know, they, they drew us to it. Chose all the other two at random. Told you I was reviewing all three before I had really listened to any of them. Oh, cool. So so it's by sheerest coincidence, and we'll talk about Deep yeah. Tissue shortly. And I'm glad they got a hold of us because I really enjoy this album. I, yeah. hope, um, I hope we do it some good justice on it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Mm. All right. I'm just going to do Initiate Lavender. Yeah, not what I expected with a name like Lavender. Not very flowery. Floral. It's on Triple B Records. Um, it was actually released February of 2020. They, they just, Triple B, did a pre-order for their vinyl release of it like a week or two ago. So I, I um, grabbed that up real quick. And they were out of California. Um, I, I think they played with Galgeway a few times. Oh, all right. And they, again, are female-fronted, and they're a four-piece. Um, I actually listened to their album, they had an album beforehand called Long Before. Uh, it came out in October of 2018. And there's one song on that that really reminded me of a Galgeway song. So mm-hmm. anyway, I'm like, oh, I'm excited to yeah. hear this new album. So it starts off with intro, and uh, it's instrumental. It's like a nice build-up to hardcore, to, to like the hardcore, I don't even say it's hardcore, it's yeah. like an alt-sound of that song. <laughs> Then Lavender, the intro leads right into Lavender, and it's kind of, it's dual female and male vocals, mostly female, and it's just straight angry hardcore that you can kind of groove to, like, mm-hmm. it's just cool little groovy riffs to it. Myopia is their single from this. The single came out in 2019, um, and it's more or less finding yourself and being honest with yourself, and it's just straight up fast, screamy, angry hardcore, a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. Um, what You Sow is one of my favorite songs on there. It's more or less like, how the hell do we get here? Yeah. <laughs> um, about I'm guessing maybe about mm-hmm. Trump and society. Um, very fast, energetic, angry, hardcore. Uh, Beverly was, is kind of like weird. Uh, not weird. It's just a slow instrumental. Um, it's like a little bit of electric guitar. Yeah. It just kind of breaks it up a bit. And then it ends with one in the same. Um, healing and suffering are one in the same is one of the lyrics mm-hmm. I like out of it. Um, it also has like early Galgeway song, yeah. and I really like the guitar riffs going on there. It's a, it's a really good song. It's only a six-song EP. Um, I really <laughs> like this band. I like the last EP a little bit mm-hmm. more. I think they were going back to like a hardcore roots. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I really like it. I think it's really strong and energetic. I really, the lyrics are actually 
a lot more thoughtful yeah. and, and written not written better or like mm-hmm. it, a lot of times people just screw, like you can't make out exactly what they're saying but yeah I think they will be a fun band to watch for the future yeah. and as I said I really like their clever and emotional lyrics and they're pretty cool and listen to the album before uh, yeah. there's some really cool songs on that too so I, I like this album um, it was like I said it wasn't with a name like Lavender further reinforced by the intro mm-hmm. intro too. Uh, it turned into something I wasn't necessarily expecting. Also, doomier than I thought it was. Yeah, I can see that too. But no, I liked it. I gotta go back and listen to it. Yeah, I enjoyed like it. it. As I said, all mine are female fronted. Yeah. What's you got in there? So, I'm gonna briefly talk about uh, Cowgirl Blues by Katie Ellen, also of Philadelphia. This is, I think, originally came out July 2017. And I believe this is a reissue. Oh, really? Um, oh, so, you know what? I think I saw that on Bandcamp too, because I said, oh, it's not. This Katie Al Katie Al Katie Ellen. Please say Kitty. Katie, much much like Mazzy Star, name of the band and not the singer. It's a two piece, out of Philly. Uh, they were previously in a band called Chumped, that was starting to gain a lot of providence, and they played like Riot Fest, and they played like like they played with like like a whole bunch of bands like No Effects and all that stuff, and then they broke up, and they were kind of a lot more. They were out of Brooklyn. They were more power pop. Okay. And two of the members, that was a, a quartet, and two of the members formed this band, which cool. is a lot more folky. Did I say the album's Cowgirl Blues? Yes, you did. What uh, um, label do you know? Oh, yeah, sorry. So the label is Lauren Records. Okay. A lot of these these songs sort of facilitate from uh, straight folk to 90s alt-rock. Mm-hmm. Think Liz Fair. Um, I threw out, here's a, here's a name for you. Tracy Bonham? I remember Tracy Bonham. Yeah. I did hear some Liz Fair in there. I actually want to say there was a couple songs towards the end that she started sounding a little bit like Cranberries. Yeah, a little bit. bit. And I know Anika, who is the singer, uh, said Patsy Cline was an influence for her, which I'm not entirely... I can hear like a little bit of country. It does veer off in the country. Yeah, yeah, a little tiny bit. Uh, a few of my favorites, the standouts, mm-hmm. were uh, Drawing Room, which is a largely acoustic uh, song. It's sort of about hiding from the world cool. and just having one person. Um, it's sweet. It's touching. It's the kind of song that should be played in an indie movie where the main character is dying. Proposal okay. for the the wonderful lyric, I am sick of fucking in our bed. Yes, I am yes. sick of fucking with your head. I think, because um, that was a third song. Yeah, it's like the third song. Um, that's when I was like, my ears perked up. I'm like, ooh. Well, that's how I was too. A Sad Girls Club, which is a lot more rocky. Yeah, I have that. On. Like, I was like, that's another one. I was like, oh, this is sweet. And then the end, the last line, I was like, Jesus. Yeah. So the final the final lyric is, the chorus leading the final lyric is, you have known for quite a while that I am not so well. Sad girls don't make good wives. She is brilliant and so talented, but she was sad and sick, and that's what killed her in the end. <laughs> a lot of these songs are about, like, depression. Yeah. Other uh, songs about sort of, like, feminine roles, like Proposal. You're choosing to get married because someone else wants to get married. You're not really happy with it. You're probably not a good match. Mm-hmm. Sad Girls Club is about, you know, being depressed and sort of being judged by your partner's family. I really like Lucy Stone. Lucy Stone was really Lucy good. Stone. That's very feminist. And I liked the uh, Houses into Home. I don't remember that uh, one. It's um, more, uh, much more upbeat, more like alt rock kind of. Yeah. Um, what was the last one? What the um. Because the last couple of songs were very Liz Fair. The title track, Cowgirl Blues, is sort of about self-sabotaging in a relationship. Okay. Um, I did like that. That was like Rocky. Um, occasionally, 
this album veered a little bit into Veruca Salt territory. Oh, I can see the, that. Yeah. In my opinion, highly underrated '90s alt rock band, mm-hmm. and there's some crazy story as to what happened there. <laughs> Veruca Salt. So Veruca Salt, um, it's Louise and Susie were the two people. Mm-hmm. They broke up. People say that if people knew why Veruca Salt broke up. It would have been the greatest story of 90s rock. Really? And I believe one of the things I've seen, and like, uh, I think Louise was actually dating Dave Grohl for a while and all that. Huh. They may have been cheating on each other's, basically cheating on their boyfriends with each other's boyfriends at the same time. Kenny Ellen, I like it. I've been into, as I alluded to it, even though it doesn't remind me of Mazzy Star. Mm-hmm. Really been in, back into Mazzy Star hard recently. Mm-hmm. So it does have that folky vibe. Yeah, I like it. I liked it too. I was um, I listened to it a couple times. Mm-hmm. I actually finished listening to it uh, earlier today, like at six o'clock. Yeah. I had like four songs to go, and uh, mm-hmm. that's yeah. But I yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was good stuff. It does. I did listen to some of their like their EPs. Mm-hmm. They sound they do sound a bit more power poppy, kind of like I don't say not quite like Charlie Bliss. Okay. But. Closer to it. Hmm. And of course, Charlie Bliss is a Brooklyn band as well. Brooklyn. Brooklyn, as they say. Anyway, proceed. Mrs. Piss. Yay! I, for one, I'd want to make a comment first. Self-surgery. You comment, insert now. I don't care for the offensive art on the Bandcamp page of a woman (laughs) making tinkles. I was like, I was like this. Jesus Christ. Is there a Mr. Piss in your life? Do you want there to be? So uh, this album come came out uh, May of this year off Search and House. So uh, and they're like '90s noisy grunge gothy sludge. Yeah. Very different sound. Very cool. So it's Chelsea Wolf. Yeah. And Jessie Gowrie. So I thought she was from. I thought that was the lead singer of Youth Code. It's yeah. not. Oh really? No. Um, Jess played drums in Chelsea Wolf. She was oh. the other, so she was also in a band called um, Horse Neck. So anyway, oh. these two got together, and Chelsea thought it was gonna be a straight punk band. Yeah, and like it just turned into this. Yeah. Um, so as I said, they're well, they're out of California. They're like this. You can't really put them in a box there. Mm-hmm. Imagine like Chelsea Wolf doing a grungy, doomy punk. I band. would say I imagine they really did set out to make a punk album, and Chelsea Wolf's just aura <laughs> of despair changed it. And you got industrial going on here. Yeah, it's very. It's a really, yeah. really cool. Oh, album. I love this album. I really, really like it. Um, it starts off with uh, "To Crawl Inside," uh-huh. and it's a really creepy. It's oh like a my less god! Than a minute long. It reminds me if you're like walking, you're like walking down a hallway, yeah. and like they tell you to go like just in that door, and there's like all these doors, and yeah. you, the one that's like slightly open, you hear like weird sex orgy yeah. sounds, and you're like, do I want to go in there? And the... you don't know if someone's getting murdered or having sex almost. What is it? It's like, I am the filth of the world, yeah. or I'm washing the filth of the world or something. Yeah, oh my God. I was like, wow. <laughs> it's, you're like, ooh, what yeah. do I want? Strap on my feet, yeah. bro. <laughs> so, downer surrounded by uppers. Uh, very Susie Sue 70s. Yeah. Um, very goth punk rock. It might be a little youth code. It's the whole thing's like lo-fi recorded. Yeah. It's very drum and guitar driven, but I was like, mm-hmm. duh, because she's a drummer and tells yeah. me plays guitar. But I think it's a really cool song. Oh, it's one of yeah. my favorite songs on the album. Um, then Nelt, a uh, very gloomy, doomy start. Mm-hmm. And with like Chelsea's, I call her Chels. Yeah, Chels. Chels. Lo-fi, like haunting voice. It's just yeah, it's creepy vibe. And then it just turns like noisy and fuzzy. It's and, so heavy, like... 
I was talking about for like doom metal. Mm-hmm. I like to feel like I'm suffocating, like I can't breathe. This song made me feel like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Nobody wants to party with us. Oh, my favorite song in the yeah, album. Yeah, one of my favorite songs in the album. Almost has a little bit of a Bjork feel at times. I would yeah. Say. At first, I would say. Um, yeah. At first. I like. I think too much. I drink too much. I fuck too hard. I was like, oh, yeah. amazing lyrics. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a it's a harder song. It's like and then the noise kicks in. It's like this trancy goth rock and roll. It's yeah. like very self-loathing. Mm-hmm. Really cool song. M B O T W O. I don't know what it's yeah. for. I didn't look research it that well. Very like goth punk has got like catchy drum voice driven blah blah blah. It's a good song. Uh, you took everything. Another good. One of my it has a really bluesy Sabbath vibe to it. Yeah, it's like cool. It has a little like groovy dance going yeah. on. I like Jess's screamy vocals, vocals with Chelsea. It's like this mm-hmm. sexy, dirty like guitar yeah. slash bass line going through. It's really cool. Um, self-surgery. Very industrial, like in your face. And then it slows. The song just slows down to this yeah. like, doomy gloom. Mm-hmm. It's like a portage head feel. Uh, I guess it did. Then, yeah. then uh, Mrs. Piss. Maybe I guess it's the last one. Oh. Industrial, faster, a lot of booming drum and bass is very angry, and then it goes like to straight guitar and lo-fi vocals at the end. I also learned a new vocabulary word. Oh, what would that be? Sacrosanct. It's regarded to be too important or valuable mm-hmm. to be interfered with. It was oh. a. I was like, what does that mean? So I looked it up. Mm. So this album, I fucking love it. Um, it's like as I said, this gothy, doomy, industrial punk with like sludge tendencies um i kind of have a favorite song a different favorite song every time yeah um i listen to it it kind of switches around but i i thought it was pretty awesome yeah i liked it a lot i really liked it i'm still waiting to see what pissed me off i ordered it a long time Uh ago that i never knew they released on Bandcamp, so i've been waiting for it and then it just like popped up like what the fuck man so yeah mrs piss self-surgery good shit yep I'm gonna get myself another brewski. Mm. Another brewski. A brew dog. Brew dog. Mm. Entertain. This album. This is Deep Tissue, and the album is Patience or Fear. Uh, this is their second release, and it's off Play Alone Records. And this came out July 13th, and it is a post-punk band. Yes. So, it, like I said, it was coincidence that I picked this album. I, I look, this literally is like out their of a dark, hat. Their dark wave. Yeah, this episode. the dark wave episode. <laughs> do, 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 do. And Tennessee Williams, who we mentioned at the top of the episode, Ooh. Oh, king of Southern it. Gothic, Ooh. and lobotomies. You know what I always heard about the painting American Gothic? It was supposed to be a father with his daughter. Oh, did Not she look wife. at the Ark of the Covenant? <laughs> she looks that way, but it's uh, supposed, I guess uh-huh. it might be her, his daughter. I always thought it was. Oh, really? No, it's his wife, I thought, right? It has to be. Well, I'll look it up. Oh, the South, it's heavy. So, it's a post-punk band. Unlike our friends, uh, We Choose Forever. They're a lot more guitar-driven. Yes. And they're a lot, they're not not really dark wave. Think Savages, if you remember Savages. Mm -hmm. They're more like, kind of like synthy, they're darkish. Yeah. It opens with Mood Swing, which is very post-punk. It has, you know, the distinct layered sound. And the singer has, for lack of a better word, uh, in Mood Swings, a Corn Tucker vibe. Because it did remind me of a song by Corn Tucker Band. Mm-hmm. That would be the only song. Oh, we're looking at American Gothic. So it says, uh, it depicts a farmer standing beside his daughter, often mistaken assumed to be his wife. Jesus Christ. That's like insane. 
Was probably a guy who hated his kid. <laughs> deep tissue. Yeah, deep tissue. Then we go into a the much slower delirium. Which is kind of odd because it's, it's like, it does open like a dark wave song. But the end, it just kind of fades away. Okay, yeah. Much like, delirium. And I'm not going to talk about all these songs, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to talk about the next song because it's one of my two favorite songs of the album. And that is Liminal Space. Yeah, me too. I, I like the guitar work on that. It's like very yeah. dreamy. I had guitar work, the great guitar riffs, the lyrical pacing. This reminded me of a song by what science has proven to be the greatest band ever to exist. Objectively scientific. Do you know what band it is? Uh, Rush. Rush! Very good. It really did sound like a Rush song. It did not sound anything like it Rush. It totally did. I've probably listened to a lot more Rush than you. Yeah. And I don't hate Rush or anything. Yeah, yeah. The thing that did not come to my mind was Rush. Well, it does. It sounds like... Like the way the guitars... Did. Then we go into Despair, which is the punkiest song. That's my favorite song on the album. It's like the most, yeah, punk, upbeat, faster... Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was fun, though. I really thought, yeah, it's fun. It's it's uh, The guitars are fucking crazy. A combination between the Dead Kennedys and the Pretenders. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like off of, uh, shit. The one with Thumbelina in the middle of the road. Mm-hmm. Waiting to whatever. The third album, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And, you know, it ends with um, Waiting, which is a slower guitar. Uh, it's very good. It has this chastity belt thing going on. And it's about the sort of the dual nature of love, feeling the pain okay. of love. And yeah, I really like this band. There is a a song called Consequences. Okay, which yeah. Which called me to... seven-minute song or whatever? Yeah. And I veered off because I was like, is this the chick from Pretty Girls Make Great? Was it? No. Oh. I had to check those. So so this is Lauren Layani. I think this is her first... She's the singer. I think this is her first band. Apparently everyone in this band is in their 30s. Okay. Andrea Zolo of Pretty Girls Make Graves. Hairdresser in Seattle. I guess they still like tore a deep creep. Okay. But like some of those songs in the middle, I was like, I don't even. Yeah, I really that's a don't good, know. Good pickup. I it always I couldn't put my finger on it. What it yeah. reminded me of, and so, that makes perfect sense. So it'd be uh, pretty girls make graves in the new wave years. Yeah. But yeah, I really like it. I'm a really big fan of any sort of guitar driven music, mm-hmm. and it does have like you know the layered sound. It has sort of the uh, I was call them whale noises that are common yeah. in new wave music. The, I like Daisy Chain too, kind of yes. like cure like feel. Um, but I was like, really, you're gonna do a song called Daisy Chain? I feel like every band yeah. kind of has that sound comes up with that. Um, I really liked it. Yeah. I thought at the end though it kind of petered out. That's just how I felt. Yeah. But I I really liked it. I really like Patience of Fear, mm-hmm. that Liminal Space, and Despair were my three favorite songs. Yeah. But I yeah, really good stuff. You might like Rush. I don't have a problem with Rush. My brother was a big Rush. Fan. Yeah. My pincer. I was like, I was looking for your Sweating. rush tattoo, you know that 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 eagle that's, tattoo. It's not an eagle. I mean, I mean, I'll <laughs> tattoo. That's straight from a Rush album. Is uh, that yeah. what I've been looking at? Just now, actually, yeah, to make my dumb joke. Well, you never seen me really with muscle shirts on. I no. guess. So. And then I saw more of your mosquito bites, and I was yeah, like, ew. Yeah, I yeah, felt, look at that. Look how bad that is. Yeah, Jamie got eaten alive by mosquitoes. So I went and ran on uh, Friday morning, the River Trail, mm-hmm. which is uh, a the non-paved uh, trail that links up to mm-hmm. Super River Trail, but it's gravel. And anyway, so I'm getting ready for my run, and I usually walk a half mile just to get my old bones. I'm still rehabbing my hip and stuff. So anyway, I'm like, why is there nobody here? I'm like the only car here. And I got the shit 
bitten out of me. Like I couldn't tell if they were gnats. They're really tiny. They weren't like normal looking mosquitoes. No CMs, they call them. Um, I guess. <laughs> That's what they call. It's like so vaguely racist. Uh, no see because you can't really see them. No CMs. Ah. Indian. But they were, like, biting me up until, like, I started my run for, like, a quarter mile on the river trail. Then I ran. I ran about six miles, and I had no problem Mm -hmm. until I stopped, and I had to leave. That doesn't even look like So Jamie has the the cover to fly by night tattoo. It's actually more of a wisdom and chains. You know. You might know Fly By Night, by the way, because that's where Bytour the Snow Dog. It looks dog. nothing like it. Mine, oh, it totally does. Oh, my God. It, mine I'm, has a rat in its talons. I don't know if you noticed that. I, I don't like the stare I did. And this There's has rock like and roll. Anyway. Lou's like an old grandma. Like, I had, I saw an owl once. <laughs> I saw it. Hold up. It's horrible. I believe it. it's actually, it's actually like a... Like Wisdom and Chains, the one hardcore band from Philly, oh. uh, not Philly, from yeah. Pennsylvania. I think from. I actually, it's a along uh, what is it the uh, the river trail, the uh, the and I always say not Brink Coed Trail, uh, the 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 Burnwood Trail. Okay, yeah. I saw an. I'm pretty sure I saw an owl in the woods recently, Ooh. like flying. <laughs> anyway, I'm gonna do a really quick review. So Lawrence Arms, one of my favorite mm-hmm. punk bands. <laughs> came out with uh, their record uh, Skeleton Coast. They have the last record I actually reviewed in an early one. Yeah, I remember that, yeah. Um, and that was out 2014, 13 or 14 because I remember I was pregnant when I saw them tour. Uh-huh. So I guess it was their first album in like uh, mm-hmm. five, six years, let's say. I think it was fantastic. Just came out on Fat, Fat Records literally Friday so it would have mm-hmm. been the 17th. Um, I listened to it three times. Fucking love it. I think it's really, really good. It's um, so anyway. It's Brandon, Brendan Kelly, Chris. I forget his last name, and then the drummer, and I forget his name. Um, so anyway, they kind of like split off on vocals. You mostly hear Brand Brendan though. This album, you hear Chris Chris's vocals like pretty much every mm-hmm. other song. And at the the first song, Quiet Storm, starts off with Chris, and I was like, oh, that's kind of different. And really good. I mm-hmm. usually, when I love Brendan Kelly, I have for a yeah. long time. So I tend to almost like like his songs better. But Chris's songs are really, really good. Quiet Storms, like, mm-hmm. starts off the album, like, really, really good. I didn't, I don't have any lyrics. I'm waiting on my, my record. PTA, Brendan Kelly sings. It's a classic Lawrence Arms yeah. song. Belly of the Whale, I believe um, Brendan sings as well. Dead Man's Coat, Chris sings really, really cool. Uh, Pigeon the Spies might be one of my favorite songs, Brendan. Last Last Words, Chris's uh, vocals. Demon's Cool. Ghost Writer's really, really cool song. I'll have to play that for you. Um, How to Rot, really cool song. And while Lawrence Arms normally do, do their normal things, they do a little bit like different things, like where he kind of starts talking they do like weird things with his vocals a couple times and then they have kind of like a sing-songy thing going mm-hmm. on um under paris cool song i really love goblin fox hunt it's good don't look at me it's kind of i think both of them kind of sing it but it's mostly brendan and uh coyote crown i believe it's more chris ends it and it's really really good i just want to do a quick review because we probably won't get another one of these done for like two weeks and mm. i've been rocking this for that. uh for for about three listens mm-hmm. today so i really enjoy it and i am very happy i wish i could see them live yeah but i cannot mm. but yeah pick it up it's good it's good stuff yeah so thank you lawrence arms yeah. 
So, I have a question for you. Sure. Do you like me? <laughs> I, no. Um, I gotta go to the bathroom. <laughs> so, this was uh, something I was... I've had this discussion with my brother before, but it came up again the other today. Mm-hmm. Are you looking to see if I have pit hair? No, I honestly haven't looked at you at all. Uh, oh. No. I will not look you in the face before I may turn uh, to stone. No. I did watch Clash of the Titans uh, recently. Mm. So... So as a, as the so new one or the remake? Remember the the original. Oh, the remake was <laughs> so hard. Did we see on the theater? Yeah. yeah. Mark uh, and I and you, I think. Presumably because no one is really creating content at this point, or very mm. little content's going through, Netflix released a glut of 80s movies, like a mm. shitload. Clash of the Titans was one, the original. I really like the original. Uh, I do, Speaking too. Speaking of owls. It moves a lot fucking... What's the owl's name? Uh, Bubo. Oh, Bubo. That movie, it, it, that holds up, moves a lot quicker than I remember it. Used to be on all the time. Uh, Burgess Meredith's in it and all that. Mm-hmm. Airplane. Uh, so uh, Airplane was on and Airplane is still fucking hilarious. Airplane, I think, might be my all-time mm-hmm. favorite comedy. Like, it's still... Yeah. What, we were trying to figure out when it was made. I, we didn't look it up. Was it, it like 81? Or, yeah. I would think it's 81. And it still is fantastic. It holds, as you said, holds up. I love it. That sort of sparked a discussion about comedy and movies. And, like, I had also tried to watch recently, I think, The Gold Rush. I never saw that. So, Charlie Chaplin. Oh, okay. Gave up on it pretty quick. So, my question to you is, what is the oldest movie, the oldest comedy that you've seen that you would consider legitimately funny? Hmm. Well, Airplane definitely, but that one's that's super old. Mm-hmm. I don't know. i got to think about this. I think it's either it's either The Odd Couple or The Producers. I've never seen any of them. Well, and it depends on... I don't like laughing. It's not like something someone's mother would say. <laughs> or a friend of ours, maybe. When she's bef- <laughs> right when she's throwing the wire hangers away. Yes, uh, Mommy Dearest might be my favorite. <laughs> I still love it. But yeah, yeah. Um, hmm, that's a so good I think the producers was seventy ninety or sixty seven, and the odd couple was sixty nine. It might be the other way around. But before that, like a lot of them just land flat. Like a lot of those screwball comedies. Um, what I think you have to do. See, I could go back not movie, but I still think I love Lucy's funny. See, that's why I don't consider this is specific to yeah. movies because there are things like, like the honeymooners could still be funny. You know, like I love Lucy, obviously, and there are even like little bits here and there, like that I'm like, oh, that's amusing. But yeah, for the most part, I was trying to like as far as movies, I think that's as far as I can go back. Now maybe there's something I'm missing. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't know, like Mel Brooks movies. Well, that would be the producers yeah. would be like... What was his first movie? Um, might have been the producers. I, I think know. it was the producers. And then it's an odd couple, which is Lemon and uh, Matthau. Okay. Among others, is really good. But like that was by Neil Simon. And Neil Simon and Mel Brooks both came out of the show, your show of shows. But anyway, I don't know. Just something to think about. Yeah, um, I don't know. I do want to talk about... This is tangentially movie-related as mm-hmm. we wrap up. I started playing this new video game mm-hmm. called Ghost of Tsushima. Yes. And it's basically Assassin's Creed in Japan, medieval Japan. 
you either I'm sure you've most of you've heard of it if you're into video games. It is very stylized, it's very cool, and it's really fun. But it has something called Kurosawa mode. Looks awesome. And basically what this Kurosawa mode does is it puts a black and white filter on the game. And by the way, the game is beautiful in color. Yeah. It puts a black and white filter. It makes the the it look grainy, like old mo- like an old movie. And it actually modulates and compresses the sound. And it is such a fucking surreal experience. I love it. There's like a special gravitas when you have cutscene. These guys are talking to each other, and it's like, it. it I think it actually it's amazing that you this thing like making the game like arguably worse quote unquote looking makes it so much better hmm. yeah it looked if, really cool what you showed me it almost looked like a movie um, yeah. and I know Mark was interested in, in watching it did you see it like Mary brought this up um, so Takeshi Miike I'm a big fan um, he did Blade of the Immortal apparently this might be on Netflix like oh, really? Mark and I were looking at it like a month ago then we just totally forgot about it huh. and I was kind of interested in that yeah there's like a lot of stuff I want to catch up on and now that I'm totally done school for like six weeks. I'm like trying to catch yeah. up. I'm actually reading a book called um, something red, Snow White, and it's like about rose red. No, you wouldn't. I, I would be very surprised. It was set in like Poland, like after in the. It was written in 2003. Mm-hmm. Mark said he got it at Tower oh. back in the day. Wow. But imagine, and they're very like angry about Russian occupancy. Yeah. Like, they hate the West, and uh, it's just like this. This guy nicknames himself Nails, and he's like this speed freak. And mm-hmm. he, imagine reading translated, like imagine like a Russian immigrant or a Polish immigrant translating it into like English. Oh, wow. That's kind of how it's written. It's not written bad or anything, but then it's like all this, like just talking about speed. Like it, it's such a weird book. Yeah. And it's not bad. But normally I wouldn't give it because you have to get like you can't, you almost have to skim while you read it because mm-hmm. it just it's just you'll get tripped up in your head. Yeah. Um, that I'm halfway through it. I'm like I just want to see how this fucking thing ends. I want to know if he like is making all this shit up. He's mm-hmm. just crazy because his like dog dies. He forgot to feed it. Like it's just like all this yeah. fucking weird shit. But uh, you know I'll have a better idea yeah. of the name of it. It's Russian Red Snow and Snow White uh-huh. or something like that. I just read um, Devolution, which is the Max Brooks book. About a Bigfoot attack. Mm. How about you said it was pretty good? It's good. It's not the best, but it's pretty decent. And now I'm reading that uh, The Room Where It Happened, which is the book by John Bolton. Cool. Which is, eh. I read a, a book, a uh, biography about Thomas Eakin. Oh, famous oh you told Eakin's me, yeah. Oakle, oval, a big artist of impressionists. Um, very interesting. He was totally kind of like fucked over by Philadelphia. Oh. And there was a lot of controversy about him. He really was into nude modeling to the mm-hmm. point it like got him kicked out uh. of like a bunch of different uh, places he was um, teaching at. Yeah. And then apparently he got in trouble. He got a lawsuit brought against him by a brother-in-law that he was in had an ancestral relationship with his sister. Ooh. Like a Tennessee Williams novel. And. They don't really... I don't think the author that wrote it believes that it happened, but they said there was definitely like some kind of weird relationship mm-hmm. that they had. But apparently the sister was admitted to Narstown State. Oh, all There's right. There's a couple... Like, and then she ended up killing herself. Ah. 
Um, and then there was a student of his that went like batshit crazy mm -hmm. that was at Norristown Hospital oh. as well. And like, yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's like 400 some pages, but it moved really quick. I kind of skimmed through it at, at times because it's more like ba like on art, um, how he did it, and like it. Yeah. How did uh, Philadelphia screw him over? So the Gross Clinic, the the um, cover of uh, Butchering Art. That's yeah. Uh -huh. So when Philadelphia had their World Fair, it was supposed to be like a prominent thing, and people were so offended by it in Philadelphia that they put it like all like, uh, oh, not all right. main. Mm. Plus, they kicked him out of the like out of Drexel. I think he got like fired from. He got fired yeah. from like all these places because he like was like, no, you got to learn from new nude models. Oh. Mm. And then like round robin, I remember Jess was super into Degas. Do you remember yeah. that back in the day? Uh, yeah. So anyway, he was friends with Mary Cassett. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh Jess, I was telling Jess about it because I was like, oh Mary mm -hmm. Cassett, I'm like oh she used to date Degas. Yeah. Anyway, even weird, not weirder. There's a Cassett Road in Berwyn yeah. that I used to live kind of near. You probably passed it back in the day going to my parents' old house, and that was named after Mary Cassett. Oh wow, kind of huh. interesting. But yeah, Thomas Eakins, a, a interesting fellow. Yeah. He um, became friends with Walt Whitman, too. No. Oh. I didn't know Walt Whitman was gay. He was a sweaty tooth bad man, I believe, <laughs> according to a movie I saw Ooh. once. No, I didn't know that. I never really he thought about gay. it, though. Yeah. I, oh. Maybe he wasn't. I don't know. Yeah. You know what You know what else uh, the Medical Society of Philadelphia brought to us? What? Uh, Walter Friedman, the guy who invented the lobotomy, taught at UPenn. Oh, interesting. I think yeah. he might have. I don't know. That might have been in the Eakin book. That no. Talked about or something. So we'll wrap up this this Southern Gothic episode of Trash South Street. Hopefully, we can take it live. Well, we do live next time. We'll see how the sound on these mics is. That's what the yeah, thing yeah. about. So if the sound was shitty, we'll figure it out next time. If you have any uh, songs, bands you want us to review, email us at trashsouthstreet at gmail dot com or Facebook because I won't get it on the email because Lou's the only one that checks. Yeah, I um, don't. I check Facebook more. But, um, yeah, we'll uh, see you in a few weeks. Awesome. Right. Thanks, guys. Bye.